Welcome to Fur What Is Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. And now, two fools who think drag racing is men running around dressed fabulously. Here are your hosts, Rue and Tugs. Thank you. Thank you. You came up with that. What? Drag racing is not that. <laughs> really? I came up with that? Yes. When, when did I say that? Um, last season. <laughs> Well, welcome to For What It's Worth, Season 3, Episode 2, your first fur meet, do's and don'ts. Don't screw it up. We're going to be talking about how to make your first meet a success. But before we do that, it's time for the weekly recap and bullshit for five minutes. Yay! So tell us about bullshit. It's a show by Penn and Teller. Uh-huh. It's, I've actually never seen it. That's nice. <laughs> it's really funny. I've heard. Tell us the synopsis. <laughs> um, what has gone on in the last two weeks of my life? More ingress. Uh, I have decided to finally finish playing Skyward Sword. You you beat it? No, I, I just did like two dungeons and then I had to go out of town. Uh, I went to Vegas and crossed off the the hundred ounce with a collar daiquiri. You know what I'm talking about? Those yeah, like yeah. The yard, the yard margaritas. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, we had some sound loop in our audio system. So anyways. So it was fun. Um, and I have to say, do not ever stay at the quad. Ever. What was so bad about it? I have never felt unsafe in a hotel room until I stayed at the quad. So I changed hotels mid-stay. Were they like in renovations or? That was the problem. They hadn't been renovated since 1948. <gasps> yeah, there was painted wicker in the room. That's how old it was. I remember going to um, Vegas yep. one time and they ended up like leading us to the, I mean, showing us where our room is and the whole like hallway was being renovated. So like there was like plastic all over the walls. It looked like we were walking through like a ghetto alley to get to our bedroom. <laughs> um,. I did play a lot of Ghostbusters slots, which is a really, really fun slot machine. It took all of my money. The one in Vegas was like paying out all the time. Really? Yeah, it was just like... It's probably because the gas station that we went to. (laughs) Yeah, well, I got all the bonuses, um, except for the really really good paying ones. So was it like rumbling your seat like crazy? Oh yeah, I was getting a butt massage. (laughs) Um, They actually took two of my favorite slot machines and things and put them together. My favorite slot machine, one of my favorite things. Uh, they have a Twilight Zone slot machine now. Really? Yeah, and you can, and there are three wheels like Wheel of Fortune on it, so you can spin the wheels to change the zone. So, how much did you lose? I left even. Really? Yeah, that's so. really cool. I like it when you have that feeling of leaving even. I did. I did. The Ghostbusters were good to me. You give some. <laughs> I go over to the Twilight Zone you and get pretend some, I can win. You know, it's, it's good like that. Uh, um, so what else has happened? I pre-ordered a PlayStation 4. Oh, you pre-ordered a PlayStation 4? I did. I have but, a launch edition, but, according to what Amazon calls it. But wait a minute. I thought you also pre-ordered I'm the Xbox One. I'm not going to get one. the Xbox One right away. And why is that? Um, I think that the show, not that we're doing a video game show, but um, I just like Sony's E3 presentation a lot better. And uh, they got rid of all the crap that Microsoft's introducing and calling features. Um, and plus they announced Kingdom Hearts 3, and I've always played it on PlayStation, uh, so I'm going to keep that tradition alive. I think it was a very smart move by Sony to say, okay, used games, 
Here's how you play a used Here's game. Here's how you play it. And how they're making fun of them and stuff like that. That's funny. Yeah, I'm hoping Microsoft recants. Um, but Microsoft is not moving in a direction in the long term that's going to be compatible with the hardcore game community. For well, now. I know that um, you're a very, I mean, Xbox has been good to you. And so. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. If you're Mary Antoinette about it, then it's BS. But, and so this is what I'm going to say before we move on. Um, I don't know if you saw yesterday, they were asking the VP or one of the executives, an important person of Xbox, they're like, well, what if you can't go online? Like, there are people in nuclear submarines that have Xboxes, legitimately want to play an Xbox One. And you said, oh, well, if you want the offline option, we have a product for you. It's called Xbox 360. I know. And I'm like, I didn't know Marie Antoinette was over there saying, let them eat cake. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, that's kind of, if that's the person who's in charge of Xbox, if that's what they are thinking, um, I don't think that their long-term strategy is compatible with my long-term money. The end. So what did you do? Well, I got Animal Crossing. Yay! Okay, you have to tell everyone what the appeal is, because every Animal Crossing game has been move to town, become rich, and pay Tom Nook off. That's every stupid (laughs) Animal Crossing game, and it was cool the first time. Um, and KK Slider's annoying, but what? Why? Why are you KK still playing? KK Slider this game? has some pretty amazing music. No, he sounds like a sheep in a computer. <laughs> but really, what? What? What is it about that game? Because it seems like it's the same stupid game. You know, I like think Harvest it's. Moon. I think yeah. Well, I think that there's a lot of people that enjoy that. I mean, Animal Crossing, as far as what I understand, is or at least what I heard the other day is that it's one of the most popular games. But it's the same game for the third time, like Pokemon. This has more content content to it. Like what? Like, stuff. <laughs> nope. Hey, look, our guest knows a little we'll bit. We'll introduce him in a minute, but chime up. Uh, this one lets you do uh, mayoral things. You, you go to town and you become the mayor of the town through some weird twist of fate. And Do you get to kick out Tom Nook? Unfortunately, no. He owns the home communities, and he's still a bit of a, a raccoon. Yeah. That's sad. But a, a lot of it also has to do with the social aspect. I mean, going to other t- friends' towns and picking things up, hanging out with them, doing things, and trading. I mean, it, it, it's a very low-stress and fun social environment. It's just a game that you pick up. You play for, like... 30 minutes a day or something like a that. Day. Now, now everybody, yeah, well, it's something that's new every single day that it offers to you. There's a lot of content that's in it. Every day is something different. There's a new adventure, new experience that happens that day. But I don't like and a it game doesn't where you take have it. to play every day. But you don't have to play every day. But then you day. miss out. Yeah, you do miss out. And, and if you really want to, you can just go back in time like a lot of people do. Okay, so tell me why, how this is not Farmville for 3DS by Nintendo. Because it, it's really not. Yeah, it's, what, what you've described, okay, hold on. If I had no idea of what Animal Crossing was, what you just described to me sounds like Farmville. Farmville is, I don't know, like Farmville's like planting crops and watering them. Well, isn't that what you do, though? You plant little trees and... Yeah, but you don't have to do it all the time. It's it's just... Farmville is... You farm things. That's what you do. But Animal Crossing is so much more. You have, you know, people that's in your town that you interact with, that you do things for, that you send letters to. How can you lose? You can't. That's the thing with the game. It's just... It's just... All right, as long as you're enjoying it. As long as you're enjoying it. What else are you doing? 
It's basically Nintendo's version of The Sims, and The Sims is successful, so... I can't stand The Sims. But, you know, hey, it's cool because this um, new Smash Brothers character is... No! No, no, no. Actually, part of the joy of Smash Brothers is finding out the characters as you play, if you actually Are make you a point. Are you serious? Yep. They, they played I, it as a trailer the on last, E3. I know, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy the fun of Discovery. So, anyways, that's what I've been up to. All right. Where's your cookie? Oh, my cookie. It's over here. You know, I hear that our audience likes to hear you actually chew that metal cookie. Like that? Yeah. Hmm. Well, some you know who you are. Some people like getting off of <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Open the damn cookie. Okay, okay. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> you are always entertaining and delightful. In bed with a cookie. What? I think that was an amazing fortune. You are always entertaining and delightful in bed with a cookie. So think about it. You're in bed with a cookie. It's entertaining. It's delightful. It's good. It's yummy. Part of the problem with that is that I've seen your reviews on TripAdvisor, and that says nothing of the sort like that. Just saying. Okay. On with the show. Potty break's over, and it's time to start the meat and potatoes. I don't know who could go potty that fast. There's a pause button. <laughs> so, today's idea comes from the fact that it's summer, and everyone's theoretically going outside when the sun's not at 12 o'clock noon, and it's all hot. Um, that means fur meats are happening constantly, and we want to make sure that you have a good first meat and hear people's stories. So, we have a guest in the house. We do. We found a victim. Say hi, victim. Hello. Say your name. I'm Atari. What's your social security number? The NSA already knows it, so why does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> what species are you? I am an otter. A water fox. How long have you been in the fandom? Uh, let's see. I'm going to be turning 25 this year. About eight or nine years. You were underage when you started? Don't tell anybody. <sighs> the whole internet just found out. The internet finds about everything. Cool. And uh, how so long have you been going to fur meets? That's what we want to know. Yeah. Uh, for about the last six years, I think. So you took two years to prep. I didn't start going until I was in college. I was going to ask you, why did you choose an otter? Uh, I was originally a wolf when I first went into the fandom. And about the time that I was in college, it was when I was figuring out a whole bunch of things about, hey, boys are kind of awesome. One of the things people showed me was a book called Waterways, and I identified very heavily. It's a book by Kyle Gold. I'm, I, I would highly recommend it for anybody because it's a very well-written thing. Sorry for the shameless plug. Uh, it's okay. He actually reimburses us a quarter every time. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I identified very heavily with the main character because a lot of the stuff he was going through, I was going through too, and the main character was an otter. And then it just kind of stuck you know isn't that how we pick most of our personas is, is it has something like we have a connection i don't know anyways of course it is but so so we have an email to kick things off let's get right to it and it's from jody it is from jody and it says this 
Hello, Koru Ruin Tugs. I don't know how Koru got first billing there. We have to talk to Jody about that. <laughs> As I mentioned in my last fan mail, I recently attended my first fur meet. The main points I had in mind the whole time at the meet from the past FWIW episodes were be involved, be approachable, and do not be afraid to go and talk to anyone and start to talk to people about your interests, why you're there, and also ask why they are there. If you have a talent you can share and it's appropriate to share in public, very, very important, do that. Expect a diverse bunch of people and cultures that are not going to be as critical of you as like the rest of the world can be. So leave stereotypes at the door. Get to know some of the local furs via a local furry forum, usually the place where you find out about the fur meet in the first place. And then on the same forum, ask the organizer of the meet any questions you may have, or tell them you're new to the fandom and would like to attend the meet and would like a little help settling in. Uh, so I made up my mind. I was going to attend the meet, and I did all the above. I got to know a couple of people on the forum who were attending, conversed with the organizer, and without any Dutch courage, I would keep my nerves at bay and not bottle it. I love that. <laughs> not bottle it. <laughs> uh, so now here in England, traveling more than 20 minutes is called long distance. The meet was 50 miles away, but that was okay. I'm familiar with travel, so it took me just over an hour. What I had prepared myself for was I was going to meet people I had not met before in a fandom or culture I had no previous involvement or experience in, in a place I was not familiar with, um, all of which dawned on me about 15 minutes until I arrived at the meet, and I had the sickening notion of what the hell am I doing? It took me the next 10 minutes to reassure myself all the people at the meet have similar interests, and the meet is at a public venue, so there should be no issue of just leaving if I'm not comfortable. With my nerves calmed a little bit, I made it to the meet, and it was only until the meet organizer sent me a message 10 minutes after the meeting time and stood up that I realized the group of eight or nine people sitting eight feet away from me were furries. <laughs> I said hello to the group, a brief description of who I was in real life and online, and that I wanted to become more involved in the community. If, uh, see here. if you're struggling to start a conversation or be involved in a conversation, look around and see if there's a person that you've noticed has been quiet for a while or who's just in the background. Go talk to them, introduce yourself, and find a common interest. I use the stereotypical British topic, the weather. What weather we've had last weekend down by us, and away you go. My last piece of advice is not to get too carried away. It's okay to have an opinion, but do not become opinionated, as this will be the first time you'll have to meet or speak to these people, and as accepting as the fandom is, every individual you meet is not going to constantly want to start talking about getting into relationships, fetishes, sex, porn, etc. Keep the conversation tame. I hope this gives you something to discuss and tear apart. I cannot thank you guys enough for what you've done for me and the fandom. Signed, Jody. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, there's a lot of good, good points in there. Um, one of the things that I like to point out in that email is... You know, definitely go see somebody that's, I mean, you know, if, there, if you see somebody doctor. that's that's there. No, what? I said a good mental doctor. I'm just kidding. <laughs> go see somebody like a mental doctor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's see. Why are you a furry? I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, find, find people that are tend to be, you know, on the sidelines. I, I think that that's what really helped me is get to know those people that, you know, that maybe sitting out on the side and and that's what I do every time that I go to a meet is try to get to know the people that aren't talking did, to everybody else. You did that for the first time I went down to the meets down in your neck of the woods. And now I know you. Yep. Now I'm stuck with you. <laughs> and you did it for the meets up here in Salt Lake. I did? You did. This must be like brain matter that got lost to alcohol because I don't remember it. It's okay. A lot of things get lost to alcohol. <laughs> No, you've you've always been one of those people. I mean, but do you do you consciously do that? Do you go up to people who are new and be like, "Hello"? I, I guess, kind of. <laughs> the audience is like, uh huh. Uh-huh. 
the well, audience and I will be having a chat after this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you find out about your first meet? Uh, I found a forum online. Um, Where? Uh, it was the Utah Furry Forum. forum. Uh, it was just a little tiny little Yahoo group website. Uh, it's not they, a Yahoo group anymore though, right? No, it's not, but okay. it was at the time. So they said there was going to be a meet at a coffee shop downtown. I was understandably nervous as heck because I, I was thinking, oh, man, these people are going to be so, such freaks, and, oh, I'm not going to fit in. And most of them were pretty tame. I, it was actually a really fun experience. Was this when the, when the meets were um, um, in the Salt Lake Coffee Break, or was it, is it the Coffee Connection over here? Uh, the Coffee Break. Oh, like, yeah. The very, very old ones that were up on, what was it, 4th 400, South? 400 South, yeah. Huh. So what was your first meet that you went to? Tess? Actually, that was my first location, too. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it's weird. Like, I, I didn't really go to meets. I was just like, I'm going to a con. So I dumped into the deep end of the pool um, where there's not really that kind of escape like you do when you're in town. In your town, you just go, all right, whatever, this sucks, I'm out. When you're in California, you can't just go, oh, this sucks, I'm out. I'm going through Nevada now. Um, but that was okay because I enjoyed it. Um, but it was definitely more of a risk involved. Mine was also through the the Yahoo group, the the UFF, and um, it was a, a zoo meet. And well, whoa, 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 whoa! Like going to the zoo? Yeah, we were going okay. to the zoo, well, and I basically I was super nervous. I mean, I I just I don't know. I knew somebody that was there. I actually took somebody with me because I was extremely nervous that I was going with people. I was going to go to people that were going to like. I don't know. Rape you? Rape me or something? I don't know. Anyways, what what I ended up doing is I ended up bringing like a talent of mine, and that was to make balloon animals. And so I just made a whole bunch of balloon animals for people, and did my best to paint on my, you know, my fake happy face, and <laughs> that's what I did. And I got to know some people. So that was my foot in the door. So how did you get over the nervousness? You're implying that I did. Oh, <laughs> do you still feel nervous? Um, a little bit, but that's just who I am as a person. But I'm I'm usually pretty comfortable uh, around meets and other people now. It just takes me a little while to get going to warm up and start talking and being more active. Vodka. Do you think it's because you know people now? Like, Yes, definitely. I am much more comfortable in a group setting. It's good. It's good. <laughs> that's it's all good. I have to say. It's good. It's, it's good. good. All right, so... Um, Finding information out about your first meet, we've got uh, the forums, um, we've got some other places. I think we have an email from Kanish. Um, yes, we do. Printed in gray on white paper. <sighs> hey guys, apologize if this email is overly long. I just launched right into saying things and see and see where it goes. The first meet I went I went to was around the end of um, two thousand and five ish. Back when there was a grand total of about six furries in Ireland. That's how many listeners we have. Yay! <laughs> how, how that works out, I don't know. And back, back when I could still call myself a teenager, I found out about, I found out about them when I, I chanced across... Okay, yeah, chanced across an old Yahoo group they used... And was quite shocked to see that there were some furs somewhat local to me. I started by getting involved with them and chatting, chatting online before actually going to any of the fur meets. I think that helped me 
be a little bit more comfortable. The way I figured it was, I'd at least know them a little rather than getting going and hanging out with some complete strangers. As for things not to do for your first meet, I didn't really have an issue. I was 18. I made sure to let family know where I was going. I had the phone on me. I tend to go I, I tended to go with the flow, and I enjoyed it after the initial apprehension about meeting furries for the first time. We mostly just hung out in the city center for food, coffee, and chatting for a few hours before calling it a day. Needless to say, I grew to find the meets so enjoyable that I, that I now hosted some of them myself. I think I covered everything that I had in mind. Hopefully, I also wanted to say that I really enjoy your guys' show. I kind, I kind of stumbled across it when Googling furry podcasts and came to your most... Yes! <laughs> I bought an ad on Google. Really? I did. It worked! <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And gave your most recent episode a listen, somewhere around the end of season two. And I followed you ever since. Best wishes. Wait, you don't remember the name of the people who send us emails? It's no. Kanish. Oh, Kanish. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, that, that is an awesome email and another Yahoo group starter. Yeah. Uh, Yahoo groups is, is good. I mean, it's old fashioned now. And, you know, he actually brought something up and I wanted to touch on it um, real briefly because we are going to get to do's and don'ts specifically later. Um, but if you're under 18, make sure that you ask the person organizing the meet if you can attend. It's not that we hate people that are minors. You're, we, you are wonderful. It's that the law doesn't like people who are minors to interact with people who are not minors when adults aren't present. So there's, do us all a favor and check with the organizer. There's been many people that have just showed up to one of one of the meets and then somehow they end up finding out that so-and-so wasn't of age and it ends up causing some issues and some problems and different things like that. So, you know, if you're underage, definitely take Tugs' advice. So, Atari, do you think that you were the typical first meet attendee? Like the first typical, what you would imagine? Or do you think there's a stereotypical? Uh, I, I would think so. There's definitely a lot of nervousness that goes into it. Oh, sorry. Um, Closer to the mic. Uh, there's definitely a lot of nervousness that goes into it. I would, I would say that, yes, I was. Uh, you're not really sure what to expect. Um, really, it's just an experience. Well, as with anything, it's an, it's an experience, a learning experience. Uh, you kind of have to keep your guard up a little bit just to make sure that everything, that nothing's going to go after you or something, because that that was at least the mentality that I had. Well, and what do you mean by go after? I was a very sheltered kid. Uh-huh. So someone was going to break you. Yeah, pretty much. So I had the exact same fears that I was going to be corrupted. <laughs> you? Yeah. Oh, never. I had this fear that I was like, I'm going to go there and I'm going to become a sinful person. And I am. <laughs> thank, thank God for that. So do you, do you guys all agree then that it's just, it's, are you saying it's someone who's curious or just like an average schmo who's like, hey, I want to wear a tail? Uh, I'd say it's kind of a a split between 60-40, maybe 70-30 in the favor of the average schmo. But there's a certain nerd element. We're all a bunch the, of geeks. Well, yeah. We, there's 
the furry fandom intersects with so many different other fandoms that you're you're going to be hard pressed not to find at least a little bit of crossover in a few places. I think it has to do a lot, and we've talked about it a little bit on the show. Is that you know the furry fandom is very technology based at the very start. Oh yeah, and so therefore to get into the fandom, you kind of need to know um, a thing about computers a little bit. I mean, the furry fandom is an offshoot of the science fiction fandom, so right from its very roots, it's going to be basically having a geeky, nerdy element to it, a, mm-hmm. at least a little bit. The thing is, we don't have, like, a show, like, for people to watch that... I mean, we have Thank shows God. that are furries and stuff like that. We, you know, but it's not like we have an anime or anything like that. Like, our... It, does that make sense? No, they they have a podcast. You're right. You, you mean like there's not like this common thing that we all started with? And exactly. Now... Like, for instance, I watched Inuyasha. I like Inuyasha. Okay, I'm going to dress like Inuyasha. Oh, wow, you like to dress like Inuyasha? Oh, let's be friends. You know, something like that. <laughs> that just reminded me of that robot chicken skit where the dad did that. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'll tell you later. I haven't seen it. Okay. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> so so when, when you're working up your nerve, um, you said how long did it take you? Two years? Uh, to first go to a meet? Yeah. Uh, roughly about that. But Two years. A lot of it was just because I I didn't do a lot when I was in high school. I was I, I kept to myself a lot. Mm-hmm. So once I was in college, I was a little more adventurous, although not much more adventurous. But it was enough for me to go out to the city and be by myself and hang out with people I didn't know. And for me, I waited till I turned 18. I found the fandom at 16 and a half-ish. Um, and I waited because I... My parents, for one. <laughs> you were saving yourself? I, I was saving myself for adulthood. Uh, I didn't want to deal with my parents being able to get involved with that whole situation. And I figured, you know what? It's probably better for everyone if I just hang out and wait and just do that. How long did you wait, Rue? I, I waited for, for quite some time. I mean, I was like, I was in my early 20s. So, so 15 then. years ago? 15, yeah. So I'm not that old. <laughs> and then w- I waited because I was still living with my family. And, um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. After I ended up going to school, college, got out of the house a little bit more, I just, you know. Uh, well, I was actually going to kind of flesh this out because we, we sort of started, and, and I want to make sure that we get this information out there. Uh, we have a Yahoo group starters. Now, Yahoo groups is pretty much trying to do a sludge bowl of filth and spam 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 yep. um so where do you find meats you were you found yours on utah furry forum where are people finding them now the uff is still up as a forum site right i i believe so yes okay so there's google forums. is a great source kind of like you know how one of our listeners ended up finding our podcast google is a great we source may have had a little influence in that yeah <laughs> that's true that's true but if you type in like i i think it's great to start with the state just say like Seattle furries or something like that. And you can find a lot of groups that way. Well, just a quick note. Seattle is a city, not a state. Thank you. You know. Wichita, Kansas. Okay, there you go. Wisconsin, Texas. (laughs) You screwed up your screw up. (laughs) I screwed up my screw up. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Well, there's, there's, um, there's ye old Facebook, if you have one, which is everyone but me. I think Facebook is a great way to find people. What else is there? 
There's Google Plus. Yes, and that's growing in popularity like wildfire. And I think that's good. I think that they I think they have a new hangout system anyways. Yes, it's actually quite nice. Good. Yep, so you can meet people that way. Um what was the other one I was going to say? Oh, I don't know if it's still around, but uh there's the um IFPL, the Internet Furry Proximity Locator. Um and Yeah, then but how often does that get updated? As often as you choose to log in. Uh and then FA yeah, F.A. F.A. will... Uh, Twitter. Definitely Twitter. Twitter. Uh, and then, of course, cons. Cons will typically, especially the bigger cons, they'll post the local meets. Wikifer. Wikifer? I, I'd go to Wikifer. All right. There's a, there's a place where you can, um, where it shows all the like local meets and stuff like that. Cool. Well, I think it's time for our break. We'll come back and delve into the do's, don'ts, the game, etc., etc. But first, it's time for the news. Today on For What It's Worth News. A furry from Oklahoma never makes it back home, leading to an ongoing investigation. More on the story coming up. An attempt by a publisher specializing in furry literature to go to the mass market fails. The Aftermath, coming up. Virtual Costumer Magazine runs a special on furries, including some rare historical items. Your mind might be blown. And a cat poses problems to an upcoming election. We'll tell you where and when. Bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom, this is For What It's Worth News. Today's lead story is one which has made local press and led to the cooperation of several states. Darabee, legal name Darren Colley, was last seen dropping off a relative at work in Guthrie, Oklahoma on May 26th before he went missing. After being entered into the National Register of Missing Persons on May 31st, Oregon authorities discovered his car, a 2007 Dodge Nitro, in the Hood River in Oregon on June 8th. Darabee was not found with the car, and authorities began to search the area to no avail. While authorities have confirmed he had friends in Washington and Oregon, they are treating this as an abduction and are investigating appropriately. If you know anything about the situation, please contact the Hood County Sheriff's Department at 541-387-7077. Antarctic Press, a company specializing in furry literature, has started a fundraising campaign after a failed attempt to enter the mass market. Citing high return rates from comic stores, the company turned to the furry community through fundraising site Indiegogo seeking $70,000. This is not without controversy, however, with members of the community asking why the company didn't prepare for the contingency of returns. More on the story as it develops. The Silicon Web Costumers Guild's official magazine, Virtual Costumer, has run their May 2013 issue. The topic is Here Come the Furries, which tells the story of the fandom and includes photos of prototype costumes from 1985's Costume Con 3. It also mentions fursuiting in public and general fandom details, The Guild is an official internet chapter of the International Costumers Guild. Lastly, we bring you the story of Morris the Cat, who is leading the polls in the mayoral race of the Mexican city of Zalapa. Initially started as a spoof, the people of the city have taken to the cat, creating posters and campaign materials to help him win the race. Setting his qualities as a frequent napper and not making more promises than he can handle, the situation has taken on enough momentum to pose a problem for the upcoming election. Upcoming Conventions the Cologne Fur Dance is scheduled for June 29, 2013 in Cologne, Germany. This event features intense dancing and partying. 
Anthrocon, the largest furry convention in the world, continues to draw near. The event will be held between July 4th and 7th, and the theme is The Fast and the Furious. Finn Fur Summer Camp is scheduled to take place July 17th through 21 in Kitty, Finland. The five-day event is a camp event and an outdoor convention. The event is limited to 70 attendees. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs, bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. Stay tuned for the rest of our first meet do's and don'ts, the game, the listener mailbag, and more. For what it's worth, we're in your ears. Hey, I'm Tyler, and the biggest thing not to do at your first fur meet is jump on a fursuit. Last time someone did that to me, I broke my shoulder. Really hurt. Really sucked. <laughs> my name's Tyler. Thank you, Tyler, for sending that in. It's definitely, definitely something that you don't want to do is jump on a fursuiter. I've had that happen to me, and I was out for months because the person ended up doing that to me and I still have back problems to this day because of that person. Don't glomp a fursuiter. So as you can tell, we are talking about do's and don'ts of your first fur meet and there was your very first don't. Do not glomp a fursuiter. Do not glomp anyone actually. Um, it hurts. It's fun but it hurts. There's a way that you can communicate a hug. Let's talk about that. What you do is you put your hands out and then you wait for a couple of seconds for that person to put their hands out. And then you, Im- you slowly embrace and you hug. And then you, li- and you release. In the case of otters, they do remove all their clothing before spreading their arms. Right? Yeah. Okay. So we have to Is be that, careful. That's about. correct, right? Well, we have to get the fur oils out somehow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, to bring us into the do's and don'ts, we have some emails. We have an email from Audio Freak. Here is my list of furry do's and don'ts. Do have a good time. Do make friends. Do allow yourself to be introduced to something new. Do be yourself and always do what you can to contribute to the experience for all meets attended in the way you can. And then he says to me, you're doing okay so far, Rue. Keep up the good work. We're almost done reading this email. Keep calm and have another cookie. Now, here's some other do's and don'ts. I mean, here's some don'ts. Don't expect. That's it. Plain and simple. Don't expect. If you expect, then there is going to be disappointment. If it doesn't go according to your expectations, even if it turns out okay or better or better, you will still have to make up for the minor loss of the fell expectations. Um, so to save yourself from tarnish of your experience, don't expect anything. Wonderful. Well, thank you for the email. You made a lot of good points in there. What was your favorite, Mr. Otter? Definitely like, don't go in there thinking that everyone's going to suddenly be your best friend in the world and that everything's going to turn out roses. I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit of time, so the don't expect thing I think is really good advice. I like that he said um, to make sure you actually contribute to the success of the meet. No one likes a wet blanket. I like how he said after the email to breathe and to eat a cookie and that you're doing a good job. (laughs) (laughs) And we also have another email. It's from, I'm hoping I said this right, Slitzer Kai. 
By the way, we do appreciate you guys sending this in. This is from Undead Fox. Slitzer Kai. He says, summer is here, and it's time to get outside. Many of us fur meat, um, many of us to fur meats. What are the do's and don'ts of your first fur meat? What was your first fur meat like? Check out how to get to get in on the action below. He's reading the show page that someone quoted in their email. And to be heard <laughs> on the air. That's what, what it says on our site. Oh, really? So start reading the real email. <laughs> I was like, this sounds so familiar. <laughs> but he put it in the email. I'm going to read it. I could say something, but it would ruin the moment. Just Do say it. it. Okay. You right. sound like Mrs. Kravitz when you start whining like that, by the way. What? I didn't read the email. I didn't want to do that. It's not fair. All right, move along. Move along. Do's and don'ts. My first meet was, as would expected, an awkward silence to be in. I had no idea who anyone was, and like a lot of places, everyone who already knew each other seemed to already already um, gravitate towards themselves rather than outward. I'm not exactly the most outgoing person. The best I can manage is to show up. That's as far as my knowledge takes me. Overall, I'd say the, the atmosphere is nice being around other furs for a change. But I'm sure it's a lot better when you actually know what's going on and who it's going on with. I went to the num I went to a number of them. It's always been just one big awkward situation for me and I just don't know how to handle it. Not not sure how long this is supposed to be, but that's my um, first time in a nutshell. You know, one thing that I think that would be important for you, you know some people now, and come to the meets. You know, try coming to the meet and, you know, co- go with somebody that you know and let them, you know, introduce you to people. That's kind of what happened with Tugs a little bit. Kind of. What? What? How do you know? Well, at least, okay, at least <laughs> what happened at what? one... <laughs> what part of my history do you know that I don't? Okay, okay. Um, basically how me and you met. It was... Uh, I understand that you were already going to meets and stuff like that. But, right. But Yama, you know, had you come along and... Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you met me and, you know, you didn't know anything about that group. And, I mean, the same thing, I would just recommend going with a friend going with somebody that knows what's going on and they can show you, you know, they can definitely introduce you to some people. Um, and you don't have to be alone. I mean, you're never, you're never really alone and definitely think about, you know, visiting with some of the people that may be not talking to anybody else, you know, maybe they are just like you that, you know, they don't have somebody to, to be friends with and maybe they're looking for somebody and usually you can point that out pretty quickly if you're observant because inside there's a light that never goes out (laughs) all right so let's return to our guest for some more torture people go to cons and you're shy because it's the unknown i think we can all agree on that you're not quite sure so how do you overcome it 
how do you overcome it as someone who is going and how do you overcome it or help someone overcome it if you have been before? One of the main major things you have to do to overcome it if you're going to a con is it may be uncomfortable, but put yourself out there. Be a little more social. Uh, maybe talk to a couple people that you might not know. Um, if there's a conversation you're overhearing and it feels like you might be able to contribute somehow, uh, Group conversations are a great way to start easing your way into and meeting people, especially if you share common interests. Let's go to the don'ts, shall we? I think we have Yuriu's email. We do. He says, my first meet was a disaster. Back when I first became active in the church, I was extremely guarded and had a hard time talking to people I didn't already know. I joined one of the local groups intending to get to know everyone online before going to one of the meets and to help me get over that hurdle. The idea didn't last long, as I was, pretty much literally, dragged kicking and screaming to the very next meet for the group, by someone who was adamant that they weren't a fur at the time. The meet was at a coffee shop, and I spent the entire time sitting by myself, not talking to anyone and wanting to leave. Unfortunately, I couldn't leave because I'd been dragged there and had no way home. Even though that meet was terrible, I went back the next month. I'm still unclear why I did, but it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's incredible that that was nearly four years ago now. Thank you, Yuri. Mm So what are some of your don'ts? Like, what are some of your things that you would have to say that are big no-nos for your first meet? Uh, when you're first meeting people, one of the biggest things I can stress is don't delve into too much detail about things that uh, would really require you to know a person better to talk about. Like, if someone comes up to me and I don't know them and they start talking about how Oh, you're super hot, and let's go have let's go do things in the back room together. <laughs> hey, dude. nice shoes. Hey, dude, you want to see a you want to see my character? Show him a pornographic picture, <laughs> or or even better. So you're 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 totally into this fetish I am. Do you want to go like talk about it for hours and hours in great detail? That that's that's creep mode, and it's not an icebreaker; it's a deal breaker. <laughs> Very well put. I love that. You get a clap for that. <laughs> um, I would like to add to the list, don't forget to bathe. Yes. No one likes fanboy funk. Now, I, I get it. I get that some people don't like bathing. I don't understand that, but that's some people. Everyone likes an, a pleasant smelling person, and no one likes an offensively smelling person. If if you are the major olfactory presence in the room, it's a deal breaker. Yeah, make sure, try try your very best to smell nice. I mean, especially if you smoke, um, definitely make sure that you smell nice and it, it helps you to be able to get to know people. There's some people that don't like, I mean, no offense if you smoke, okay? Well, you could you could say bathing in perfume is the same thing. Well, definitely. Some you people can, just can't handle strong odor. You can spray yourself with Febreze or something. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Look, not all of us can wear fursuits all the time, Okay. Okay. <laughs> Other don'ts. Um, don't be X-rated in a, in a public place. Yes, 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 yes. There in public places, you're sharing them with other people, and it's not the time to whip it out. Well, not only that, but like super offensive language. Like it, there's been times where people have been going going out of their way to yell obscenities and be as offensive as possible to surrounding people. In places like parks where there's kids and families wandering around. It's like we don't, that's not a good image to put off. 
Mm, it's true. It reflects on everybody. Exactly. This is very true. Very true. Don't don't lie. Don't lie about who you are. Yeah, don't make crap up to like impress your people. It never works. I know a lot of people that push themselves, push, 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 push themselves out there and say that, oh, I went snowboarding in my, like, I used to have a fursuit, and, but, you know, I ruined it because I went snowboarding with it and stuff like that. Yeah, but, convenient. Yeah, it's like, this is, yeah, there's sometimes when it's like my lie detector, I have a pretty good lie detector. Where I'm just like, oh, it's going off. <laughs> because then, then I'm just like, you know, I don't trust you, and I'm not going to want to get to know you. Because you lied to me when you first met me. You're going to lie to me again. You know. Anyways. Uh, we have an email. to okay. help us along. Um, this is from, I hope I say this right, Kahori. Um, they say, hello everyone at FWIW. My first son's name is Kahori. I'm a fun-loving wolf. I love your show. Thanks for doing such an awesome thing for us furries. I saw your next topic was fur meets. I love going to fur meets and I actually organize almost all the meets in my area. We always have a blast at our meets, and people in our area love when we are out and about. We recently suited at a carnival event, and the people loved us so much, as did all the children, and we made a lot of people smile, and it was great. I know everyone has their opinions on fair meets. Some like them, and some don't. But I think it's as long as everyone is having a good time, it's awesome. One thing I have a do for meets is don't... Hold on, one thing I have a do for meets. Don't be shy. Talk to people and make new friends. Don't be the emo kid in the corner. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you a comic after this. Um, always have a good time, and if you see someone who isn't having a good time, go talk to them. Kindly introduce yourself to anyone you can, and try to make time to talk to everyone. And if you're in a fursuit, interact with everyone. Fursuits help make everyone smile. Something for a don't is don't just talk about yourself. Don't start telling your life story and then tell your name. It has happened quite often with me, and it's a tad bit awkward to have a stranger come up and start going on about themselves without even asking your name. Ask the other person about them, and maybe they will ask about you, too. Just kindly introduce yourself. And the biggest don't is don't bring drama to a meet. Save it for another time if you need to. Just go to a meet and have a great time. I love fair meets, and we have them very often in my area in central Washington. Going out and suiting for the public is a lot of fun, and it's crazy how many positive reactions we get. If you have the chance to go to a fair meet, go for it. It gives you a great chance to be yourself with wonderful people. Thanks for reading my email, and best regards. Thank you for sending that in. I would actually like to touch a little bit on that, um, about the drama. Another thing that you can do that I've seen at fur, seat, uh, fur meets is if you have beef with somebody or if somebody rubbed you the wrong way, take them aside, away from the meat, and talk to them. Don't yell at them in front of everybody because everybody gets involved and then nobody's going to like you. So just take it out. Be civil about it. One of my major points of that email was don't talk about yourself you know it's ask questions like ask questions about another person it's like it's I nice think it's nice a lot of people even online even online people talk way too much about themselves it it seems to even be like in a relationship type thing where you know how women are saying that men I don't know, in a dating scenario, at least I've read something. Anyways, I'm going off course, but let's just say that just don't talk talk about, yeah, I'm going all over the place. <laughs> what the hell is happening? I don't know. Don't be self-efficating, is that the word? Self-defecating? 
<laughs> no, no, that was that was a wrong word. That was a Wichita, Kansas word. No, because if you're talking about yourself at a hurry meet and you come off like a punk, you are kind of self-defecating. Definitely. Ask. I think the word you're looking for is self-deprecating. Deprecating. <laughs> Deprecating is something completely different. <laughs> but you could. You hey, just saying. That's a do for a. a that, that's not a do for a vermi. That's a don't. Okay. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't self-defecate. <laughs> Trust me, no one will like you after that. <laughs> I believe we have an email for you on line M5. All right. Well, this is one of my great friends, Felix. Is he's, he a cat? No, he's a fox. Okay. Go to your corner. <laughs> so it says, dear Tugs and Rue, the best advice I can give for the first fur meet is to be yourself. You don't want to give others the wrong impression about you. Then have it backfire on you later. Felix Gray. That is a wonderful final tip. Thank you. Any other final tips from the otter before we begin to torture? Uh, not much I can think of right now. No. I, th- I think the final thought is that, yes, you're going to go visit the great unknown. And that's okay. Because you could leave the great unknown without anyone giving a crap. But remember that you are going to be in a shared space with other people. So you should observe the most important rule of all. The universal don't be a dick rule. Amen. Just be yourself. Just like Felix said. Be yourself. Just know when you're going to go to the meet. You're going to go to a meet. And you're going to get to know people. And they are going to be your friends. Just go go in there with an optimistic view. And, you know, there's no reason for you to be nervous. That's what the meet is for. The meet is there for people to get to know other people. To meet. To meet. (laughs) Exactly. That's what a meet is for. All right. Well, if you have any other thoughts on this topic, you want to chime in, give us your two cents and so forth, please leave your comments on the show notes page. As always, you don't need to have an account to do so because everyone has Twitter, Yahoo!, um, Google, Facebook. We accept the major logins, so you don't have to create a new account. The game! Today, we're going to be talking about popular beliefs gone wrong. Dun, dun, dun! Tell us about it. Well, the instructions are just like this. As a society, we often suffer from incorrect information, like Wichita, Kansas, or different things like that. Our behaviors and do's and don'ts. How much do you know about these popular misconceptions? Each correct answer is one point. Any incorrect answers sources um, scores scores you a blunder of your own. Ah, there you go. You ready? Sure. Okay, question one. The new, this newspaper famously printed the headline, Dewey Defeats Truman, the opposite of what actually happened in the election that year. Which newspaper was it? Ah, I've seen this picture, too. Everyone has seen this picture. You may not cheat. Why do I have a phone? How can I cheat? Uh, the Chicago Herald, if that's even a newspaper. <laughs> oh, you were so close. You were close. It was the Chicago Tribune. I was... G- <laughs> <laughs> I almost said that. Almost? Almost? Alright, so the next question is... This band... This band song has the line, there's a bad moon on the horizon. On the rise. On the rise. 
but it is most often heard as <laughs> there's a bathroom on the right. The song name is Bad Moon Rising, but what is the band's name? There's Bad Moon on the Rise, misheard as there's a bathroom on the right. Um, this is the, I, I think the song is in one of the best werewolf movies ever, so I should know this band. It's from the 60s. Well, yeah, American Werewolf in London was in the 80s. That's chronologically possible. <laughs> I'm just giving <laughs> you a hint. Werewolves uh, in London. That's Warren Zevron. Oh, Zevron. I was answering. I, got, I, I don't he, know anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he was answering my um, oh, I see. song. Okay, so. so what is your guess? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> did not sing this song. Who sang it? Oh, it was... I don't know. Credence Clearwater Revival. There we go. Ah, CCR. Three. This ancient Norwegian culture is often depicted as having this particular adornment on their helmets. Despite this being popular opinion, there is no real evidence such a decoration was ever in existence. What's the what's the adornment? I want to say it's the Viking horns. That is correct. It is the Viking helmet horns. The the imagery comes from the 1876 um, opera by, by Wagner. Number four. Popular tell in American history says this famous document issued by Abraham Lincoln freed all the slaves in the country. In truth, it it was it was this which freed all the slaves in all states. Yeah, that's the 13th Amendment. The 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution freed all the slaves. The Emancipation Proclamation only freed slaves in rebelling states not under union control. And it was not universal freedom. Great. Question five. This commonly held belief states that there is a minimum of 24 hours required before you can file a missing persons report. What is the actual limit? I've never had to file one of these before, so I'm not 100% certain, but I want to say... 12 hours. In the US and the UK, there is no legal limit with regards to the number of hours before a missing persons report can be filed. You simply need a probable cause and reason to proceed. Actually, on the UK, on one of the UK um, police station sites, it actually says in big letters, do not wait to report. Call us now. Okay. I know. The phrase rule of thumb is often used to mean a quick or dirty standard stand to measure by there you go the origin of this phrase is not actually known but has often been reported as what where does rule of thumb come from the origin of the phrase is not actually known but is often that has often been reported as what i'm gonna go ahead and guess that it has to do with a king somehow <laughs> That's a very good guess, but it is completely wrong. <laughs> it is a ref it is often attributed as a reference in old law wherein a husband could beat his wife with a stick provided it was no wider than his thumb. No such law has ever actually existed. Oh, I remember hearing about that now. It's not true. Seven. The phrase Xmas is often viewed as taking Christ out of Christmas, but this is not actually true. How did the X get into Xmas? Pornography. <laughs> X stands for the Greek letter Chi, 
which is the starting letter of Christ's name in Greek, and was translated from Greek by English monks in the year 1021. It came into popular use in 1551. So the term 420 is often said to have um, originated from Los Angeles Police Code or or Colofado. Colofado? Colofado? What the hell? Oh, It's the trendy part of Denver. Colofado! Colofado! Well, it's a mix of Colorado and California. Colofado! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't even care if I win anymore. That was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Colorado. Okay. Start over. (laughs) The term 420 is often said to have originated from Los Angeles Police Code or California State um, Penal Penal Code. What is the original source of the term 420? I don't know for sure, but I'm going to have to guess that it has something to do with stoners. That's not a complete answer. Uh, I'll read the answer and then we'll decide what sound effect to use. 420 is the LA Police Code for Juvenile Disturbance, and Section 420 of the State Penal Code deals with obstructing access to private land, or public land, I should say. 420 does actually refer to 4.20 p.m. when students would gather under the statue of Louis Pasteur at San Rafael High School and smoke pot. So it has to do with stoners, but I don't think it's specific enough. What, is, what do you vote, Rue? I'll vote yes. What does that mean? Am I, is you voting against the point? Uh, I'm voting. I'd say no. Okay, and then you're the final decision. Okay. All right, number nine. Common theory states this flying animal cannot see and is blind. What animal is it? The bat. That is correct. The bat. Almost all bats can see, and have, and they have working, fully working eyes. I learned something when I did this today. I'm learning lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> like Colofado. Exactly. Colofado. Okay, here we go. What? This is your last Wait, question. We need the score. Three. Three. So three. So you could have four points if you get this right. You have you have six blunders. <laughs> I prefer to look at them as uh, learning experiences. Okay. Number 10. It is a commonly held myth hydrogen peroxide is an effective antiseptic for open wounds. In oh fact, goodness. it is not. Why? The uh, hydrogen peroxide, if it gets into an oxidated, like a, a radical state, it can actually do a lot of harm to your body. Uh, basically what uh, the hydrogen peroxide doing... Is I'm actually not sure on that. Oh, but you were so like totally could have pulled that off too. I probably could have, but I I, I do know the hydrogen peroxide does form a, a free radical in the body. That is incorrect. Hy- hydrogen peroxide will destroy newly formed skin skin cells and does not inhibit bacterial growth in any way. It does, however, clean up other sorts of medically invasive things. So, what's the final score? Three. How do you how do you feel about that three? Humbled and educated. <laughs> okay. Colofado. We're, we're going to go figure out where on the map Colofado is, and then we'll come back with the listener mailbag.
for what it's worth truly is driven by your letters, emails, voicemails, and more. The show would be a lot more boring without you. You make the difference. Here's how you can join in the fun. To comment on today's show topic, visit forwhatitsworth.com and leave your thoughts on the show notes page. You don't need to create an account to do so. Email the show at cast at forwhatitsworth.com for general comments. Rue at forwhatitsworth.com, Tugs at forwhatitsworth.com, and if you're lonely, Koru at forwhatitsworth.com can be used to contact a specific cast member. Voicemail is awesome, and you don't have to type. Call 469-44-FURRY and leave us a message. Long distance charges may apply. Send cookies, packages, love, and nut bombs to P.O. Box 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125, United States. If you would like to remain anonymous, just let us know and we will keep it that way. Before sending items to the show, please be aware we cannot return them to you for safety reasons. If you have original music or art you'd like played on the air or displayed on the website, send it to music at forwhatitsworth.com. If you'd like to keep up between shows, check out our Twitter, at For What It's Worth, our Facebook page, or our Google Plus page. It's a great way to get your show fix and see what we're up to. And now, back to the show. Now we have, we're going to open up the listener bag. So our first email is from Felix. Felix? Who the hell is Felix? I mean, Phoenix. Wow. Oh my God. Sorry, I'm thinking about my friend Felix. He's. You he already has, read that one. I know. I have Phoenix's email. Uh, Phoenix actually tried to send this in for the last episode, but due to some weird high jinx on the internet, uh, it didn't make it in, but I did save it so that we could read it for this episode. So he says, hey, y'all. First of all, I turned 31 last week, and I don't feel old at all. Who the blank decided that 30 and up is gray muzzle? When I first aligned with furry in 2008, the cutoff age was 35, whatever. The point is, don't call me a gray muzzle. Uh, just some background, last episode we did talk about uh, relating across the age gap. Anyway, honestly, I've never had a problem relating with people older than I am, furry or otherwise. I think that's just me maybe having an old soul, where I appreciate a level of maturity in others. Not that I don't know how to be silly and goofy at times. As to the younger crowd, well, admittedly, I think that lately I may have been surprised by how the younger furries have been making the fandom seem like a social club. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think that's bad at all, just a different way of looking at furry. But then I can't really compare my experience. I didn't know the furry fandom until I was 20. It would be another six years before I actually decided to align myself with the fandom. But even before that, I had a dream where I portrayed myself as a small white bear when I was seven years old, and it stuck with me ever since. As a teenager, I didn't know anyone else who saw themselves in a similar way. Nonetheless, I still had my memories of social awkwardness. I mean, I had friends at school, mostly from being in band, but I lived far away from the city and didn't have a car of my own to get me to hang out with others. My family also didn't have internet access until after I graduated high school, so that was another way I felt somewhat disconnected from others. But as an adult, I managed to develop my own social skills and learn how to make friends. All of this before I aligned with the fandom. Whereas now, with Facebook for affinity, internet correspondence in general, it's easier for teenagers to find a group of people they can relate to, and if they can't find such people locally. Maybe I was accustomed to the stories of older furries who felt different from their respective neighborhoods and had even less ways of finding those with whom they felt they shared a common interest. 
it's a paradigm shift. As I said earlier, I don't think it's bad, just new and different. Pet pets. That's it for me. Peace out. Phoenix Audubon. Thank you for the email. Yes, thank you. I really appreciate it. I mean, I understand that... I mean, you're... Yeah. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about in that episode, where he's found people who have something in common and they relate off of that and you know he's letting other people do their thing and everyone's happy and dear for what it's worth cast hello i love your podcast they're great so i'm ashen i'm an arctic fox i am a sophomore almost junior in high school all throughout this year's school i've been bullied because i've been seen drawing furries i had friends leave me from being who i am i don't know how to deal with it I am afraid to walk outside. I want to express myself, but I get hurt in the process. I've talked to the counselors. They've dealt with some people, but they can't get through to all of them. I don't want to live in the shadows anymore, but I don't know how I can escape. Can you help me? Me and my fur friends would like some help in, to live in peace at school. Thanks, Ashen. Uh, well, other than most of the people in your school are gigantic dicks, which kind of describes most of high school. But I'm, I'm really sorry you're going through that. I mean, it's a really crappy situation. It's good that you've gone to the counselors, although with my experience with counselors is they can't really, they don't really have much power besides saying drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> well, the lawyers got involved at some point in the history of school, so they can't do much. Oh, that's true, which is a shame because they're the people you think you can go to talk to for help and such, right? The problem with high school is that everyone is being a dick to everyone else because no one want, knows what they're doing with themselves. They know that they're supposed to go to class, and we all get that. Uh, it's the who am I and what am I doing, and everyone is in this rat race to be at the top of the totem pole, blah, 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 blah. Um, there, The truth of it is, there is not a single thing you can do to make someone stop doing something that they want to do. It doesn't. That's the truth. Whether you're five or fifty, if someone really wants to do something, they're going to do it. Does it make it right? No. But what that does is that gives you the ability to make your own choices. So, you know, high school is. I don't know if it's necessarily like you want to go down the hallway wearing a tail. School is school. You're supposed to be studying. Uh, when, you, when you're off school, whatever. Put on ears. Put on a tail. Do whatever you want to do. Hang out with your friends. Um, you know, and then just you know keep it on the common ground in school and you'll probably be a lot happier. Trust me, when you're an adult and you don't have to answer to people, it gets a lot better. And we mean that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you try to blend in. It doesn't matter if... Well, I guess it does. I mean, if you try to blend in, then, you know, maybe they're not going to see you. But, you know, once a bully picks a target, it doesn't matter what you do. You could be just you know, writing and you're writing with their pencil funny or something, you know, holding the pencil incorrectly or something. And they're going to make fun of you. It doesn't matter what you do. They're still going to find something to nitpick at you because... They've got their own insecurities. They have their own insecurities. And so therefore, they're putting their own insecurities on you. So for now, until we get to the next episode, stick with your friends. Stick with your friends, hold close to your friends, and stay tuned for our next episode. It's going to be amazing. It will be bullying and hate in the fandom. And just remember, high school is full of stupid, stupid, idiotic, I'm trying to keep this very G-rated. Dicks. Dicks, yeah, that, that, 
that's about the harshest word I can use, but I would like to use harsher because high school is, is hell. It is. Are so we, are, we, are we G-rated now? Uh, we're I don't know. rated that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say this. You might want to consider a bit of a paradigm shift. I understand. I Trust me, we've all been there. The desire to be yourself at all times. And, you know, it's great when you can do that most of the time, but the reality of it is, is you're never going to be in a situation where you can wear a tail, for instance, all the time. I don't get to wear a tail to work. I wouldn't wear a tail to work. That's The work is paying me to be how I'm supposed to be representing them. Um, so, just think of it this way. School is for learning. When I'm not at school, then I can put on the tail, and that's the time and place. But and, and, just, and just that way, you don't have to go climb the mountain. You just go around the mountain, and you can at least have a place you feel is okay to express yourself without having to deal with all the bullying, necessarily. I'm not saying don't be yourself or deny it. I'm just saying school is school, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, if you're out there, you know, wearing your tails and all your buddies are wearing the tails, you know, you're going to get noticed and, you know, you're going to definitely get picked on. But as far as like, you know, I think it's uh, like his email was about drawing furries. So let's say this now. Do you think that he should stop drawing furries? That's cool. Uh, no, I don't think this necessary. I mean, I wouldn't draw it and like hold up a huge double going, look, a furry. Uh, but if someone's nosing into your stuff, say, get the hell out of my business. This is just what you do. Cool. Bullies thrive on attention. Don't give it to them. Thank you for the email. Now we have mail number three from Donato. Oh, Donato. This is what he has to say. I am going to my first con, which is Anthrocon. I'm kind of nervous. What should I prepare for? Oh, yeah, my grandma is taking me. LOL, I made this. And and it, it basically, the image itself is of me and Tugs. It's and, the show logo. Yeah, it's the show logo. And it's me with a great big huge smiley face, and then it's Tugs. Give me that. that. You don't know the name of those faces. <laughs> you almost have the Megusta type face. One looks like a very happy cat, and the other, I think, is... It looks kind of like a... Not quite Megusta. Like a cross between Megusta and you mad bro, I guess. <laughs> I like <laughs> no. that a lot better. <laughs> Your grandma wins the cool parent award that our show has yet to actually give to someone in person for having a supportive, responsible family member, adult guardian take you to a furry con and support your interests. She's awesome. Tell her that we give her the award verbally. Yes. Awesome Tell grandma. She's an awesome grandma. We will give her a clap. <laughs> but just one. Come on over <laughs> to it. All right. Next email. Number four. Dear for what it's worth cast. What makes a bad furry or a great furry? Your fan, Kenai Blue Paw. I um, think... Sorry, I think the uh, the thing that makes a bad fairy is when you violate the most important rule of all, which is don't, don't be, be a dick. I, I can agree with that. I mean, that's a very subjective question. I mean, it really depends on who you're asking for that question, and you're going to get a wide variety of answers. But what Tug said is right. Just don't be a dick, and you should be golden. Everyone has a basic sense of what being a dick is. I don't care where you were born or how you were raised. You all know when you're doing something wrong. Hey, don't be a dick. <laughs> Number five. Hi once again. It's Nyanpya. I hope I'm not breaking your happiness with 
having some someone from Japan listen to you. No, you're enhancing it a great deal, actually. Yes. I'm Swedish, who studied language and some design in Japan since three years back. <laughs> I'm so sorry if I made you believe that I'm Japanese. It often happens. I'm just living in Yokohama. Though I can tell that some of my Japanese friends listen to me on your show, show to practice their English. Oh, that's... That's terrible! <laughs> oh, yeah, do not listen to our show for geography lessons. <laughs> uh, they find it funny, but sometimes hard to follow because of the speaking speed. I, find your radio by fur I found your radio by fur affinity. I'm still having a hard time calling myself a furry. I've always been interested by animals. I would like to go to a furry con or something to meet some people, and I would love to have a costume, but the reason I want a costume is because I love to act and make people smile. Yeah, I draw animals, lots of simple-styled simple cats. That's much of why I moved from uh, DeviantArt to Fur Affinity. I've got, some, I, I've got so much more support in Fur Affinity, so I can at least say that I like furry people more. The furry community has made me feel proud of my art, thinking, and now I dare to write up to others, even your random pod, or even you random person somewhere in America, <laughs> uh, that, that on some point is going to read this out loud. But actually, I'm more for demons, which often use animal parts in their designs. We find many of the animals in the Japanese ghost slash monster culture, cats, boxes, the dog raccoon, and many more, in a way that most demon animals are with, with a dark power. So if I make a character, will it evolve dark magic with it? My main character is KN is a black cat. Do you believe in superstitions? My question is, am I just denying that I'm a furry? And the answer is... Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have to comment on this. Um, by all means, you're welcome to listen to our show if it helps you learn English. It, it, that's actually kind of cool. It's really cool, actually. Did, um, did you know that I, when I was in Australia, I actually taught people how to speak English? See, <laughs> um, but what I was going to Dear say, Lord, is <laughs> I talk pretty fast. Rue talks fairly fast. Um, but if your podcast player of choice supports slowing down the speed just a little bit, do it. It will help you. That is all. Here, let me let me give you a lesson. This is a cookie. Yes. This is a cookie. That is a cookie. <laughs> there you go. Something like that. This is a cookie. Learn that. Stop. What? Oh. Uh, the hammer swung. Is that a cookie? Um, you are probably in denial, but that's okay, because you can be whoever you want to be, and that's cool. Keep writing. And keep listening. We love it. And keep being Swedish in Japan. And keep sending us emails. And Yay. send us fish. So, are we, we are now with oh, Smitty, Wolf. Smitty Wolf. Smitty Wolf, this is what he has to say. Hey guys, just listened to your newest episode about young furs and old furs. I don't really have that problem of the awkward, um, awkward conversation with older furs. I have noticed that I have had common interests with a lot of them. Um, you know, shooting sports, martial arts, and just being a furry furry myself, but it's kind of off-topic. Off okay, I have a problem. I kind of know for a fact that my parents are not furry-friendly, and, well, it's a bit of a problem for me. I know Rue said that, it, that there is no reason to hide the fact that I am furry, 
but I am worried that they will find out about find out about it before I want them to when when I actually move out so for a fur in my situation should I say should I say it straight out that I am a fur and keep it secret any advice is great your fan there's no coming out about furry if you want people to view you a certain way that's great but again it's just something you're into I, I don't think I'm going to go out to the street and start proclaiming I'm a gearhead or whatever you know I'm not a gearhead but if I was uh, just you know and be yourself and if someone notices to say I like foxes or whatever you know there's no reason to make it more than it is Tugs I do have a confession to make are you pregnant? <laughs> no. But that would be good, wouldn't it? I sure. <laughs> no. Um, I am in the closet about being a Doctor Who fan. I I, I don't know what we're going to have to do. I think you're going to have to get kicked <gasps> out of no. life. You're a Doctor Who fan? I'm sorry. I know. Go to your room, son. <laughs> so, yeah. Just, you know. Do what you want to do, and remember, labels are what what you make them out to be. You can make it a big deal, or you can make it a little deal, or just make it whatever. It's all good. Quick email from Jody. Um, a response to last episode. Destroying the studio. Firstly, I had a blast listening to season three, episode one. Although I wish I'd put my pennies worth into the mix on this topic a little sooner. Now, I thought it was supposed to be a pence worth. During my weekends, I coach for both a juniors and senior sports team, of which are much younger and much older, respectively, to me. And I appreciate that I'm generalizing a little here, and though I'm not, or though not furry-related, these are my observations. I have found the younger generation, aka kids, when I'm giving guidance or support, the kid does not get or understand what is trying to be said or what I want them to do. I sometimes get the blank look followed by silence, looking furiously at a phone for 20 minutes. Now, initially I thought the kid was just being awkward or stubborn, but over time I have found that it was my vocabulary or the quantity of information I was giving was causing the confusion. Adults, keep, in, in, keep information in a simple form and concise. Kids, listen and ask questions when you do not understand and do not just default to your phones. Stay focused on one thing. Within the sport, there have been at times conflicting ta facts and techniques. So the kids have read up on wiki whatever or watched someone else on one YouTube and decided to take it as gospel, spilling any of my advice for it being contradictory to the internet. Once again, I initially wanted to just burst the bubble and send the little squirt back to earth with a bump and give my version of who, what, when, where, how, and why. For me, this turns out not to be the best method of getting your point across. The way I've dealt with this is to have patience, get the kid to explain and work through their facts and technique. So far, it has always backfired on them. So... By way of karma, it will backfire on me one day. Man, the studio's just falling apart. Adults have patience, listen to the kids, and be tactful. Kids, don't take the internet to be gospel. Now for the older generation. Much of my day is taken up by coaching and by explaining over and over what to me are simple everyday and basic things. So I automatically assume when coaching someone older, they too will know all the things to me that are very simple and basic. Most of the time, it's not the case. So only to make matters worse, when a group of peers... Uh, and an adult doesn't know an every simple, everyday simple thing. The adult simply turns into a big kid. Adults and kids never assume prior knowledge. Uh, now, one of my major pet dislikes is when an adult questions your knowledge or experience about a subject with the simple justification of, I know more about this because I am older than you. 
Just no. I appreciate that some will have their own knowledge regarding a subject, but don't dismiss because of age. That's pretty much for me on this topic. Arrivederci, Jody. Thank you, Jody. Yeah. Sending that Wonderful email. tips. Very, very informative. Und the last mail. Hello, for what it's worth. It's Orion again, that miner that attempts to make funny emails, but the jokes are stale by the time you read them. I know this is a couple episodes late, season 2, episode 21 or 22, but I still can't tell you how surprised I was that you actually read my email. Anyway, do you guys... Doing it again. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, do you guys like sci-fi? The genre, not the crappy TV channel. That's Siffy. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's 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 a terrible name. I don't know why they did it. It's like they're trying to get away from anything that made them special. The lawyers got involved. Well, the lawyers ruin everything. So sci-fi. If so, what is your favorite? I personally teeter-totter between Star Trek and Doctor Who. Anyway, I use that word too often. Love the show. Keep up the good work. I've been a listener of this podcast longer than any other podcast to date. P.S. Yeah. I think this podcast needs a wider racial demographic of the host's guests. A fox, a puppy bear, two canine-based, need more, needs more cats. Since when was bears canines? Oh, I, I, I think that's... Oh, wait, yeah, you are... Oh, wait. I, uh, I think that's spatial demographic. Racial demographic implies something else. <laughs> you're right, you're right, puppy bear, canine. Should we get Consuela on the show? Consuela. No, no, he's too much. Mr. Cohen here. <laughs> Uh, sci-fi. I do enjoy a good sci-fi. Uh, I, I, my staple is Star Trek. I don't like Deep Space Nine. I think it's terrible. I can give into the reasons on another Voyager, show. Voyager, Voyager. I like Voyager. I it's campy, Voyager. but it's fun. It's fun. Um, what other sci-fi? I like Stargate Universe. Once it got past all the emos and everyone making faces at each other. <laughs> oh. I love Doctor Who. Every episode. I've watched every episode. I've tried getting people into the show. I have even methods on certain episodes that I have to show to them in order to get them into the show. Um, yeah, I love the show. It's really good. Uh, of course. Uh, my two main recommendations, uh, they're kind of staples, and most people probably have watched them at this point, but if you haven't seen Firefly... That is one of the absolute best shows ever produced. Go watch it and watch it again because I know you'll want to. Uh, the second show I would recommend is Battlestar Galactica, the the new one, not the what 70s or 80s original version. The new one is fantastic. Uh, all four seasons are out on DVD. Go and watch Netflix. it. Oh, and Netflix. Cool. Mm -hmm. We love it when you write us, so please, please do. Uh, thank you again to those who are brave enough to leave voicemails or write in. Uh, it's awesome to get them. We read every single one, and we try as hard as we can to respond to them on the air. This next episode, we are going to need as many emails. We want stories. We want experiences. And voicemails. And voicemails. We definitely want voicemails this time around. We want to hear the emotion. Like, yeah, this time around, hold off on writing emails. We want you. We do want you to write emails, but we want you to send voicemails into us. Yep. Make sure that your story is under three minutes because then your voicemail will just hang up on you because that's its hard limit. We can't change it. Sorry. So if your story is a little bit longer, then you can definitely write us an email or something. Whatever. Abridge it. Yep. It helps. Bullying and hate in the fandom will be season three, episode three. 
please, please write in. We think it's going to be a great episode, and only you can make it better. All right, well, this has been Rue. This is Tugs. And the guest Atari. And Kuru. And this has been... For For What what It's it's Worth. worth. You gotta say it. Oh. Say it. For What It's Worth. Thank you.